Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. Uh, my name is Chewy, and I'm flying solo. Whilst the rest of the beans are having some sun, some surf, and some sand, and some well-earned time off down the coast, uh, myself being, you know, the hardest working, most dedicated member of the beans family, I am here bringing you the best casually competitive content that I possibly can. So thanks so much for June for tuning in. Uh, a very happy new year to everybody. Uh, we're recording this in the first couple of days after the new year's. So a little bit of a new year's theme uh, to today's episode. Not going to get into, you know, new year's resolutions and, and things like that, but uh, yeah, a, a little bit of a theme. So probably a little bit of a shorter episode today because yeah, I'm flying solo, but you just never know where tangents are going to take us. So as I mentioned, the rest of the beans are down on a, uh, a well-earned break and flying solo uh, is something that, um, yeah, something I've never done before. So hopefully you stick with me and the, uh, the, the puns and the, uh, the droning of my voice doesn't turn you off too much. I did threaten to do a four hour deep dive on the KCI combo, but I, uh, I did get talked out of that. So, uh, for anybody who would like to hear that, I, I reckon I could talk for four hours about KCI. I do love that deck very much. So we're going to talk about a few things today. We've got some events coming up. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got the new year. We've uh, we've been playing some games over Christmas. I, I was down uh, in the same area as so the guys over the weekend, down the same place playing some uh, some games. So I want to touch on what we did there. Uh, and of course, we are, will announce the winner of Shorty's Collector Booster giveaway. So for those who didn't listen to the last cast, uh, Shorty top 30'd the Mogul Championships, uh, which was an arena ladder-based uh, event that was uh, held uh, in throughout November and December, I believe. And, um, yeah, got some uh, sweet swag. I think that's what the kids say, sweet swag. Not sure. You can tell I'm nearly 40. Anyway, uh, so part of that, uh, part of the prize support that Shorty got was a bundle, uh, which included a collector booster. So put a shout out on our uh, on our podcast and on social media about uh, about a giveaway, the first giveaway, the the, the inaugural beans giveaway, and um, that was the collector booster. So the challenge was to give us a shout out on Twitter, uh, wish us a merry Christmas or a happy New Year or happy holidays or whatever it is that uh, you prefer <laughs> to say at this time of year. And uh, so stay tuned to the end of this episode. Now, now, don't skip to the end. I know you were, you were thinking about it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Guaranteed it'll be worth your while to stick around. Anyway, so yeah, we've got some, got some decent content for you today, which is pretty good. So for myself, I'm going to start off on a personal note and um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try and play a little bit more magic this year. My work should have calmed down a little. I... I've uh, been working on a major project, so things have been pretty intense for the last two years, and we're sort of moving into a more, you know, business as usual mode, so I should have a little bit more time and a little bit more ability to uh, actually get to some more magic events, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and that's actually going to start next weekend for me, where the first of our local WPNQ, uh, which is the, not even sure what that stands for, anyway, the, the in-store latest iteration of the PTQ system. And this season is is modded and 
Uh, I'm excited by that because I, I do enjoy playing modern. It's a it's a format that you know feels powerful and it's quite diverse. And uh, yeah, I uh, I am very much looking forward to that. So that's uh, that's happening next weekend. I've narrowed things down to two decks. Uh, the first of which is Eldrazi Tron, which is what I played at the last PTQ. Uh, it's a deck that's uh, got it's got some juice. It's got some power. Um, you know, you can just play super fast, disruptive beat sticks in El- in your Eldrazi, as well as having the you know combo esque feeling that is the Khan, the Great Creator, with Mycosynthlatus and all of the toolbox sideboard shenanigans that come along with that. So. Um, tossing up between those two, haven't updated the Eldrazi Tron list since the Hogak PTQ that I played in, so probably uh, have some some changes to that. Uh, for instance, I'm playing a Scavenger Grounds in the main deck just as an extra way to deal with uh, the graveyards that were such an issue during the, the Hogak meta. Uh, that'll probably become uh, a different utility land. Haven't quite decided what that would be, perhaps a uh, another ghost quarter for, you know, the Tron matchups or to kill those pesky utility lands that, that might be floating around. So, yeah, um, getting into that. I think Wizards probably missed a trick with uh, not having Pioneer as the format, sort of, sort of struck while the iron's hot, but I guess perhaps they're waiting for a, um, you know, uh, a bit of a string of no bands. So we'll see how they go there. But yeah, I believe there will be some um, some qualifying events uh, with Pioneer. So yeah, pretty pumped for that. Uh, we'll talk about some um, some Pioneer stuff a little bit later as we get into some um, Theros Beyond Death preview cards. We're not going to do much of a deep dive. We'll just talk about it a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, some pretty exciting cards there. Pretty sweet trailer. Uh, once again, uh, Wizards doing a really good job with the trailers. I really do like them. So uh, the other decks that I'm thinking about playing, there we go, the first of my probably many tangents there. So my other deck that I'm contemplating playing uh, in the modern event is Good Old Fashioned Affinity, a, a deck that I've played since my well, the start of my career in Magic, really. My first deck was the... Uh, Arcbound Precon. So I've been, you know, dumping undercosted artifacts into play since day one for me. So I'm really looking forward to the opportunity for, you know, to play that again. And I, uh, I have some foils. So it feels really good to, to play those. So yeah, my heart says affinity. My head says Eldrazi Tron. So I guess, uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, uh, at the Beanscast if you've got a, uh, you know, if you've got a suggestion there. So if, you know, if you want to send me play one or the other, yeah, let me know. One of the things that uh, Affinity did get out of the last set is uh, what I believe is an upgrade. I, the jury may still be out, but I'm liking it, is replacing Signal Pest with Ginger Brute, uh, a hasty threat that well wears a plating really, really well in the sense that it can uh, have, uh, have unblockable, effecti- effectively unblockable, pick up a plating and out of nowhere sort of post sweeper uh and and hit hit an opponent for uh you know a fair amount of damage you might you might get in six or seven damage in the in the mid game and and that's often enough to to close it up it's randomly a food uh which means that you know you can sack it and gain some lives so yeah anyway that's what uh there's two decks i'm um sort of tossing up between so um i haven't had a uh a close ear to the ground on what's happening in modern of late i've been playing standard drafting a little bit and um doing some um actually playing a lot of commander over the 
over the uh, the holidays. So we we managed to get together and played some uh, played some late night, often late night commander games. Uh, if you follow the Beans on Twitter, you would have seen that we were playing um, on Christmas Eve, which was pretty cool. Counted in the new year and went righto, chuck us a deck. And uh, I the way that I play commander, I basically I've got a bit of a collection. Uh, effectively, was my cube. And I find a sweet general, and I go, or sweet, le- sweet legendary creature, and go. This could be a general, and I, I build the build the card, build the deck out of the cards that I have, and then if I like it, I, I continue to sort of tweak it as I go along. And one of the uh, one of those was uh, an Omnath Locus of Rage, so the red green um, Omnath deck, and uh, with all the landfall triggers, and yeah, just mana ramp and big dorks. It's it's the fairest of magic, and I've you know been been oh, i'm not saying crushing but i've had, had some wins had some wins against the beans over the christmas break while we sat around drinking coffee and um you know talking rubbish and slinging spells so yeah i've really enjoyed just uh that that timmy feeling you know where you just uh cast giant things and i've got the Eldrazi titans in there and you know all the, the big giant green things there's a sneak attack in there and uh all the rest of it uh one of the things that i enjoy very much though is the uh omnath with greater good that enchantment is pretty sweet where you draw five cards lightning bolt someone discard three um and uh even had that going with a a nissa on the board so infinite mana it was awesome so yeah anyway uh and the uh the nissa tokens are randomly elementals as well right so when they die you get to bolt stuff so pretty gas so um yeah we've been playing a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of games um jam some jam some modern jam some um pioneer over the weekend as well uh didn't actually get opportunity to do the chaos draft that uh, i've been really excited about we're going to do that in a couple of weeks once everybody's sort of finished work and um we'll get back on that so uh keep an eye out on social media for that i think we'll be uh you know there'll be some shenanigans there i'm, I'm pretty pumped for that that should be pretty cool we also um, did a bit of a like we've all got kids and there's you know older older kids around and and the place that we were staying there's a million kids running around and um, we ran like a bit of a magic boot camp where we got a whole bunch of uh, sort of decks made out of commons and uncommons that we had lying around or some um, some commander decks and, and such and we we got a whole bunch of the you know sort of I don't know ten year olds and. Um, and we sat around and, and we played some magic with them, and it was so much fun. Where we got a uh, got a you know that next generation in, and watching them, you know, watching them have the same excitement about aspects of magic that that we all found exciting at the start. Whether that be you know, oh, this thing is a giant angel. You know, someone cast Sarah Angel. One of the girls cast Sarah Angel and was pumped. And it was 1990 all over again, right? Where Or 93 or whatever it was when Magic first came out, where Sarah Angel's bomb. And, you know, in the format where we were, you know, we built out of commons and uncommons and what have you, Sarah Angel's a really good Magic card. And uh, it sort of harkened back to the, the roots of Magic, the core of Magic, and reminded us of you know, what really made the game fun for us to to start with and sort of, you know, what got us hooked on the game in the first place, you know? So um, things that um, things that fly, things that are giant. Uh, Colossal Dreadmoor was a, uh, a card that hit the table at one point. And, you know, as competitive Magic players, you kind of go, they printed Colossal Dreadmoor again? 
And it turns out that, you know, six mana, six, six tramples are, um, you know, are effective magic cards a lot of the time. So, yeah, it's good fun. Uh, some of the dads, um, particularly the mums kind of took, took a chance to, uh, get away from the, uh, the kids for five minutes, but a couple of dads hung around to, you know, see what the fuss was about and started picking up the game themselves. So, uh, I could see some, um, some father daughter time. Uh, in the new year where um, where some people can sit around on a Saturday morning and and play some magic and and really that's that's epic for me that's uh you know as someone with a, a five-year-old that's got an interest in what I'm doing because when you're five your dad's cool when you're 15 I'm probably not going to be so cool but uh, we've got um you know we've got this crew of kids that uh, that are interested in the game and they've taken these decks and uh, you could hear them talking about the place, about about the games, you know, after we'd played, uh, talking about, you know, oh, Estella did this and, um, you know, Scarlet did that. And uh, it was it was pretty cool. And the kids, you know, kids kids won a game. And um, Stu, one of the honorary beans um, that, that plays with us, um, him and his wife love a game of Commander. And uh, and they've got, they've got four kids. Their uh, middle girl, Scarlet, uh, and I played a game. And, um, yeah, she, uh, I got her down to two life with, uh, with the Goblin Bushwhacker deck before the, uh, the green black grind explore package kind of overtook. And, um, yeah, a couple of Eldest Reborns and cast downs on some key, key creatures. And my, uh, my one, one tokens just, uh, couldn't get the job done against her two, three, um, explore creatures. And, um, you know, she was really excited that she beat me in a, in a game of magic. So, um, she was pretty pumped by that. So, um, well done, Scarlet. Got, uh, got a good win on the board there and, uh, and did it, you know, not with, not with angels, not with flyers, but with just good old fashioned green, black, grindy graveyard recursion, like real magic. So yeah, it was uh, a really, really fun thing to do. And, um, you know, as the kids get, kids get older, uh, it's definitely something that I, uh, I want to do. Um, moving forward, um, what else happened over the uh, over the Christmas break? Oh, I actually got a box of Throne of Eldraine from my mother-in-law as my Christmas present. So I was pretty pumped by that because it's not a cheap gift. So shout out to uh, to Carol for um, hooking me up with some uh, with some sweet magic cards. Um, got a goose. Got a got a couple of good rares. Couple of foils. Um, had a good bunch of bunch of mythics. And um, got a, a brazen borrower, uh, which I've, I've lent to Shorty to finish off his deck because he's going to be playing in some events uh, over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, it's a uh, a pretty sweet uh, birthday. Oh, sorry, Christmas, Jesus birthday. Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty sweet uh, Christmas gift uh, when you get some magic cards, especially a box of magic cards. I really couldn't believe that. So. Well done to the mother-in-law for um, hooking us up with that. So um, the guys are still down there. As I mentioned before, I'm heading down the weekend again. I've just had to work the last couple of days, but then um, drive the uh, couple of hours down the coast and get to uh, sling some spells. I'll probably pass Cracker on the highway. You know, the rest of the guys will be there and, and we'll jam some more games. So really looking forward to that. And, um, you know, starting off the new year with... Uh, Lots and lots of uh, games with, uh, you know, some of my favorite people. So um, excited by that very much so. So as we move into the new year, we've always got a, uh, a discussion, you know, something, uh, uh, something that happens when you're out and about. What's your new year's resolution? 
What are you going to do in New Year's? What are you going to do differently? How is your 2020 going to be better than 2019? And uh, I'm not one to make New Year's resolutions, but given that the other beans are here, sorry, given that the other beans are not here to defend themselves, instead of a New Year's resolution, I'm actually going to throw down a New Year's challenge to each of those beans. And uh, something a little bit individual, and I'll, I'll give some context on each of those uh, each of those challenges that I'll give. And it's a little bit about my relationship with each of those individual beans and their relationship with the game, the relationship with the game as I understand it, at least. So I'll go through in sort of no particular order. Well, a bit of a particular order. Uh, I'm going to do shorty last because, you know, often comes last. So, so Cracker, this one's for you. So your challenge for 2019 is... Uh, I think a pretty good one. So for anyone who hasn't listened to our Origins episode, episode one of the Magic Beans cast, I, I highly recommend uh, after you finish this cast, of course, because you might have won the Collector Booster and you don't want to miss out. Uh, but go back and listen to episode one. You'll appreciate that hopefully our audio quality has gotten a little better along the way. But um, Cracker is very much a casual player at heart. He started playing the game casually. Uh, he spent the bulk of his magic career, if you like, playing casual games at lunchtime, at work, etc. And he, what he doesn't realize, he, he, he looks at himself as a casual player. If you ask Joel, you know, describe yourself as a magic player, he would probably say something along the lines of, I'm a filthy casual. Sorry, I'm trying to have a deep voice like him. I, I don't have a big red beard, so I can't do it. But um, yeah, he would describe himself as a filthy casual. And what that means is he uh, he manages to keep magic fun a lot of the time. And that, that's good because magic's a super fun game and you kind of need that influence on, on it. But what Joel doesn't realize is he's actually a really good magic player. He's also the first person that would say, I will help you test. He's the first person to answer a, a question if you put it out there if we put it out there on our discord or, or send a text message around and go what do you think about this sideboard card he's he's got a really good magic brain and he um you know he's time poor like the rest of us uh, but he also lacks a bit of confidence so i think the best way to get confidence is to get a result and you know cracker's done well at uh, various events at, at various times but um i'm going to throw down the gauntlet to you cracker i want you to Go XO at an event with a minimum of four rounds or grind through the gold tiers on arena and hit platinum. You have that, that is your challenge. My challenge to you by the end of 2020 is, is hit platinum on arena um, or XO an event. So that means you actually have to come to some stuff, mate, but that'll be good. But um, otherwise try to uh, XO or XO or platinum. Easy. XO or platinum. All right. Who's next? Uh, Chris. So Chris uh, is uh, one of the newer beans to this game. Um, has has a mighty, mighty collection of magic cards and has a mighty, mighty passion for the game. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that will always stick with me uh, when I think about magic and, and Chris in particular is a side event at a Grand Prix a couple of years ago where Chris... Uh, won, won the event. It was one of those, you know, single elimination, um, 
best of three events that they, they ran at, uh, at GPs a couple of years ago. And that was the first time Chris ever went 3-0. And in the last game, we were all sitting behind him. Uh, I believe he was playing against a, uh, a Tron deck with his Merfolk. And uh, he got the job done and it was awesome. It was really intense. It was a really close game three. And it, you know, there would have been, there was a, a, a time probably, you know, not long before that actual weekend where, where Chris probably would have, um, made the incorrect play and, and lost and, you know, been, been really close. But, um, that was one of the things that I really almost, you know, a, a cherished memory, if that doesn't sound too corny, <laughs> where Chris, um, Chris really did level up and, um, you know, winning his first event and, uh, similar to what I was saying with Cracker, like having that, um, having that moment of confidence and like, oh, I can do this. So, um, so Chris has been doing really good. Um, he's been, you know, playing a lot and, um, you know, getting, getting some wins. He went up with his brother to the, uh, to the last Grand Prix, jammed a bunch of side events and they, you know, came home with, you know, two boxes each in, in prizes or something for the $100 entry. They, uh, they did quite well. Uh, but my challenge to you, Chris, over the, uh, the course of 2020 is to 3 a draft. You've been playing a lot of constructed, uh, and, and you're into it and you love it, but 3 owing a limited event where you've, you've drafted the right deck, you've built it correctly, and then you've played really well is, is that next level in reward. And it's something that, uh, I really want you to do. Um, the alternate challenge, as I gave Joel the alternate challenge of, uh, making platinum is to seven to an arena draft because getting to a, getting to a physical draft often enough to be able to 3 when you're, uh, you know, a novice, um, limited player might be difficult, but, um, yeah, seven doing a draft on arena. Uh, I, uh, I'd really like to, to see you do that as your challenge into, uh, into 2020. So gauntlet thrown down there as well. Um, Scott, Scott is our newest bean. He is, uh, he's probably the most experienced gamer amongst us, but he's the, uh, the newest to magic and certainly the newest to competitive magic. So I'm going to set Scott quite a simple challenge. It's to do something he's been talking about doing for a really long time. And now it's not playing blue um, because, you know, you've been playing blue for a little while now with Shorty and, and all the rest of it. But what I want you to do, Scott, is I want you to actually show up to your local FNM just once. Just, just go to your Friday Night Magic with your standard deck and play some rounds. It doesn't matter if you don't win. doesn't matter if you don't win a game. doesn't matter if you don't do a point of damage to your opponents. My challenge to you, Scott, is just get to your local game store, sign up for an event, and play some Magic. Because your local game stores are the, the heart and soul of the Magic community. And if you want to get better at Magic, you have a good relationship with your local game store. Because your local game stores are where the community is, and that's where... You will play against players that are better than you. And when you play against players that are better than you, you will learn and you will get better. So I can't recommend that enough, Scott. So sleeve up your mountains, sleeve up your red spells, get to your FNM. All right, who's next? That's right, Shorty. So anyone who knows Shorty and I, or particularly me, knows that, you know, I like to pay Shorty out a little bit. And I guess that's an Australian thing because, um, you know, we have tall poppy 
uh, tall poppy syndrome, I guess I think is what they call it. Um, whereas if somebody's really good at something, we, we tear them down. Uh, there's a, maybe it comes from our convict roots, uh, you know, from 220 years ago or whenever it was where we like to make sure people don't get too ahead of themselves. Not that Shorty's ever gotten ahead of himself. He's pretty down to earth, but I always give Shorty a bit of stick because he's, he's really good at magic. Like the rest of it is, like the rest of us, he's time poor. Uh, but if he had the time to dedicate to magic, um, he could really succeed. And, uh, like the rest of us, Shorty's had a really busy 2019. You know, the, he, he bought a new house and renovated the bathroom and had a, had a baby and, um, you know, his wife had a baby. G'day cat. But, you know, a lot on. So I'm hoping that he has a little bit more time this year to dedicate to magic. Um, something that I'm looking at doing as well. So I hope, you know, maybe I can just drag him to a couple of events. And, uh, you know, this podcast has certainly helped. And, you know, th- people like Mogul doing the, uh, the letter challenges really, um, really helped us, uh, you know, get more competitive magic in. So what's my challenge for Shorty? I, I want Shorty to realize how good he is. Shorty started playing again competitively. Uh, a few years ago and dragged me along. He dragged, he got me into magic in the first place, like 15 years ago. Uh, and then he got me back into it and, uh, at a GP and he played like Doran Tower Defense and, uh, ended up day twoing, like six two day one of the, uh, of that Grand Prix. And, um, you know, he went, oh, I'm pretty good at this and I, I really want to, uh, I really want to have a crack at this. He would love nothing more than to, uh, qualify for a, a pro tour or a players tour or a mythic championship or whatever they're called this week. So, and, and he's got the ability. Like I, you know, I've been around the magic scene a little while now and, um, I certainly recognize people with ability and, and Shorty does have that, which is why I, you know, give him a bit of grief. So I promise to continue to give Shorty grief. That is, that is my promise to the magic community at large over the course of 2020. Because I, I wouldn't want to let a good thing go. Uh, but my challenge to you, Shorty, and uh, hopefully everyone holds you to this, but my challenge to you is to make the top eight of one of the w, w, P, and Q events, one of the in-store events. Make the top eight, crush it. You know, you've top eight of PTQs before. Um, you've got the ability. We will help you. You've And... You know, we'll, we'll get you onto the right deck. We'll work on the right deck. But my challenge to you is, is to make the top eight of, of one of those events. And that's, that's what you, you will do before the end of 2020. So that's, uh, that's kind of the New Year's, uh, theme to the, uh, to the podcast, uh, for this particular episode. So, uh, just a quick recap. Joel, make platinum or 4 an event. Chris, 3 a paper draft or 7-2 an arena draft. Scott, actually rock up to an FNM. Not that hard, mate. Come on. And uh, Shorty to top eight a uh, w- WPNQ. Um, and my, my I guess, if I have a New Year's resolution, it's just to play some more Magic. So that's pretty sweet. So looking forward to that. So that is, uh, that's where we're at really with the, uh, the state of the beans at the moment. Um, just before we jump into the uh, announcement, I, there's a new set coming. Out. I would I would be remiss to not talk about uh, the Theros Beyond Death set that's coming up. And uh, 
One of the first things I do, maybe it's because, you know, I've had a couple of days off, so I'm, I'm not waking up to an alarm. I'm waking up, well, when the baby wakes up generally. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, you know, I'm waking up more to, of my own accord. And one of the first things I do is jump on and have a look at um, Scryfall or Mythic Spoiler or social media and have a look at the latest um, preview cards for Theros Beyond Death. And uh, the other day I was looking and... I was like, oh, why are they? Why is there a picture of walking ballista here? And then I'm like, oh, right. Um, Heliod Suncrowned has been uh, has been previewed. So Heliod Suncrowned is a uh, legendary enchantment creature god, and he costs two generic mana, one white, and he's a five five. I'm gonna say he because it's got a beard. Yep. Heliod is indestructible. As long as your devotion to white is less than five, Heliod isn't a creature. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature or enchantment you control. And then it has one generic and a white. Another target creature gains lifelink until end of turn. So if you have a walking ballista with two counters on it, you pay white and one. You give your walking ballista lifelink. Walking ballista then removes a counter to target your opponent. Dealing one damage, gaining you a life, triggering Heliod, putting a plus one counter on Heliod. On, sorry, Walking Blister. It's now back to two counters. You then repeat that until your opponent is on zero life. So, uh, pretty sweet. Um, infinite combo, probably not good enough for modern. Uh, may see some play in Pioneer. If you're like a green-white deck, you can have some mana acceleration in the form of like a Lenoir Elf or a... Um, you know, Elvis Mystic, the other Lenoir Elf. And, um, or you could, you know, just play a, uh, a mid-range creature deck that has, you know, beaters and, and includes this combo. So it's, um, it's pretty sweet. Heliod gets found with Collected Company, for example, because it's mana cost three. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, a pretty exciting sort of, uh, uh, mechanic. So something that I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, some of the other cards out of um, out of the Theros deck, uh, Theros set. Sorry, uh, a pretty exciting field of ruin is back. Um, the on color, the color pair temples. The basic lands look sweet. If you haven't seen them, it's, it's pretty good. Um, all of the gods are, are great. Cracker did specifically ask me to talk about Cerberus. I mean, um, Kunaros, Hound of Athreos. Um, who is a three mana, one generic, white, black for a three, three legendary creature hound. It has vigilance, a menace, and a lifelink. And creature cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield and players can't cast spells from graveyards. So it's a, in a four, in a set that has the escape mechanic, which lets you kind of rebuy your spells by paying some mana and exiling some cards from your graveyard. Um, it's a nice sort of answer to that. And, you know, Cracker loves bringing giant things back from the graveyard. Um, you know, the reanimation strategy is something near and dear to his heart. So, yeah, a uh, not being able to play spells from a graveyard and, um, you know, effectively grafting his cage on a vigilant menace lifelink 3-3 three, three. is pretty sweet. So that, that one's for you, Joel. I, uh, I hope, hope you like that. For myself, um, one of the cards that really jumps out at me uh, is actually Thirst for Meaning, which is um, kind of a 
thirst for knowledge, but for enchantments. So um, this being a uh, an enchantment set. Um, so blue and two, uh, sorry, two and a blue for an instant. Draw three cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an enchantment card. Um, I've got a commander deck that uh, is based on enchantments, but uh, more importantly, the uh, the thirst for meaning is a pretty bonkers limited card at common, I think. Um, that's I'm calling that early. I'm not calling it the best common or anything, but um, I I will first pick this at some point in in this limited format. Um, so Chris, if you're trying to um, three hour draft or seven to a draft, then uh, yeah, be, be cognizant of the uh, the uh, the powerful commons. And yeah, I think in this set this will be um, as good as. Thirst for Knowledge was back in the uh, the Mirrodin block with the the artifacts, uh, but this is actually a common. So they, there's a, a rather than uncommon, which was Thirst. So if anybody is ever you know doubtful that power creeps a thing, then um, I think that that in itself is proof. So yeah. Anyway, that's um, you know we could talk at length about the preview cards, and we may do that in the next cast, which should be just before the set comes out or just before the pre-release. So um, we'll do a bit of a, a bit, you know, a little bit more info on that. So that pretty much wraps us up, except for, and if you've lasted this long, like I really do appreciate it. Uh, you know, I talk a lot and listening to me talk is not, you know, everybody's uh, cup of tea, but we've got to give away this collector booster. So I don't have a way to do a drum roll. Shorty, when you're editing this, if you can... You know, put in a drum roll. I'll, uh, you know, I'll allow that. Um, so I'm really excited to announce that uh, the winner of the first ever Magic Beans giveaway is Gary Lynch uh, or at Magic underscore Gaz on Twitter. Uh, Gary gave us a, a cool shout out on uh, on our Twitter thread when we announced the uh, announced the giveaway. So I uh, really appreciate your input. Gary, and uh, please uh, crack the booster and um, and tag the Magic Beans cast so we get all get to see you know what uh, what sweet extended art goodness that you get. I hope you get a questing beast. I really do because that looks pretty awesome in the extended art version. Um, so yeah, really excited. Well done, Magic underscore Gaz. Uh, we will be in touch with you via Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll DM you and get your, uh, get your address and, and we'll send that over to you. And yeah, really looking forward to getting your, um, you know, getting to see your sweet pulls in that. So yeah, as I said, that wraps us up. Uh, I'd like to wish everyone, you know, a really happy and safe new year. And, um, I really hope that you, uh, you get to play lots and lots of magic and, uh, yeah, enjoying the cast. Um, if you, uh, listening to us for the first time um, you're very welcome to the beams family and uh, yeah if you would like to follow us we are at magic beans cast on twitter uh, myself on twitter is at chewy mtg so please uh, please give us a, a follow there we've also got a, a youtube channel uh, which is uh, the magic beans cast on, at youtube uh, and uh, we're also on Facebook. You can just find us by searching for the Magic Beans cast. So I hope you've enjoyed 
this uh, somewhat condensed episode. We still ended up at almost 40 minutes with nobody else talking. So probably tells me that I talk a lot in the other casts. So uh, maybe I'll try to rein that in a little or uh, maybe... Um, Maybe I, this is just my opportunity. Uh, if you would like to hear about the uh, the four hours of KCI, I, I, I might do I might do that if people, uh, if people maybe we'll run a poll. Anyway, so check us out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Magic Beans Cast. We'll see you next time. Congratulations, Gary, and uh, I hope everybody draws a good mix of lands and spells. <laughs> <laughs>